Good morning. Welcome to the Cape League Roundup. Welcome to the Cape League Roundup Podcast. I'm Chris Lynch, and we are starting to run out of days to be playing baseball on Cape Cod for the summer. So let's get into what happened yesterday. We're now down to, I think, seven games left uh, in the scheduled regular season, and we've got ourselves a good stretch down here. So uh, the title, as you've seen, is Tough at the Top, and that is because the three teams at the top of the league, born in the West all by themselves, Harwich and Brewster battling for control atop the East, uh, they all lost. And they all lost in kind of uniquely bad ways. So let's start with the chronological first game that happened yesterday, the Brewster game. It started at 4 p.m. as the first pitch, which, by the way... Um, I can say this since I work for the Whitecaps as well. A game starting at 4 p.m. at Stony Brook Field should be the norm every single day, and we should um, we should do that every day. And uh, yeah, that's my uh, that's my staunch opinion. In in any case, so the way that this game worked itself out was a really 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 good time. So uh, for Orleans, I should say. Uh, they got two runs in the third and three runs crossing in the fifth. They tacked on one more for good measure in the eighth. Brewster got one run each in the sixth, seventh, and eighth. And the Firebirds ended up winning this game 6-3. to three. The win ends up going to their starter, Thomas Schultz, out of Vanderbilt, who went five scoreless innings, giving up only three hits, walking zero, and striking out five. His best performance since getting out here in only three times that he has been on the mound from Vanderbilt. So that's a really good performance. The rest of the bullpen behind him was not quite as good, but each of the pitchers who came on only gave up one run until the last pitcher, Jared Southard, came on and closed it, getting the save. His first of the summer from Texas, one hit, two Ks, and four batters faced, so he certainly did his job. The offense for uh, the Whitecaps, paced by Jake Thompson, who got two hits and scored a run. Tony Bullard got two hits and drove in a run. Will Simpson got two hits and scored a run. So this was a case in which a weird thing. So the Whitecaps in their game prior had nine, had two hits against the Harwich Mariners, scored four runs, and won the game 4-3. And this time they got nine hits and ended up winning and losing the game 6 to 3. So nine hits they lose, two hits they win. It's this sport is weird and doesn't make any lick of sense at all. Uh Jared McKenzie had a really good game with two base hits and two runs batted in. Uh Orleans also got some real offense out of Luke Keyshaw with three more hits and scoring a run as well to up his average to 425 for the Don from the University of San Francisco. He's been unbelievably consistent. So that's been that's been a lot of fun to see for Orleans Firebird fans. Uh, the loss ends up going to the starter for the Whitecaps, Brendan Gurton, who only went two and third 
ERA now goes to 522 on the season. He gave up two runs, both earned two hits, three walks, and two strikeouts. And the Whitecaps had some opportunities to climb back into this. They gave up an unearned run late, and they gave up a runner on the base paths as well. So uh, that's team number one at the top who had a tough day. They dropped to 18-9-3. They're still in first place in the East. Orleans, sitting at 12-13-4, is in fourth place behind Whitey Harwich and Brewster. They have a lot of ground to make up, and... It would be kind of tough for them in order to uh, make it all up. Now, Brewster partly stays in first place because Harwich had a really bad game. So, uh, they had two individual innings of five runs each that they surrendered, one in the fourth inning and one in the eighth inning. This this did not go well for them in the slightest. Uh, Dominic Keegan hit a two-run homer to get things started for YD in the fourth. Drew Bowser with a single to bring home Cody Huff. And Tanner Smith with a double to bring home a run. Almost uh, two runs, almost three. But the last guy on base got thrown out at the plate, which ended that inning at five runs. And flipped it from being a one nothing Harwich lead, which Harwich got their run in the second on a solo home run by Jordan Beck out of Tennessee. And this was kind of a weird situation. YD decided to use an opener. They put Bryce Collins from Louisiana State on the hill for the first inning. And then immediately afterwards, they pulled him and put on Zach Jacobs from California Riverside. And he pitched the next six innings. I don't know if they were planning on using their starter longer or if they were just planning on using him as an opener, but effectively, openers are now a thing in the Cape Cod Baseball League, so that's exciting, I guess. Uh, So, yeah, Jacobs went six innings. He gave up seven hits a run, one walk and five Ks. He was excellent, and he got the win in this game. The loss ends up going to the Harwich starter, Wyatt Scotty from Northeastern. Five runs, six hits, one walk, five Ks. Uh, this team was very behind when he left the game. And the Whitey Red Sox also tacked on five runs in the eighth inning. Wyatt Hoffman, RBI double to bring home two runs. And also uh, Tanner Smith came home, uh, brought home a run on a ground ball out. And Brooks Lee, a two-run home run to just tack on a little bit more pain and a little bit more inconvenience and uh, annoyance as well. So... The day really belonged offensively to uh, to Brooks Lee, who had five at-bats and five hits, two of them doubles and a home run. He had a day from Cal Poly St. Louis Obispo from the Mustangs out there. He was extraordinary, and he was really the driving force to getting a uh, that offense up and running. So a good win for YD. They are still in kind of close striking distance, but they have a lot of ground to make up, and Harwich can't gain on Brewster, so they stay in second place, and they stay with their record of 16-10-4, YD at 12-12-7, so that's how that works itself out. Meanwhile, the other team at the top of the league, all alone in the West, Bourne, had their first truly garbage game of the summer. So, they were at Katuit, and 
After the top of the third, they were up 2-0, and it looked as though they were going to be okay because it's born, and that's just kind of how this goes this summer. Peter Burns with an RBI single to bring home Colby Thomas in the second, and Dalton rushing with a home run to bring home another run in the third. And it looked like stuff was going to go all right for the Bourne Braves. And then the bottom of the inning happened. Ryan Ritter had a base hit that was also aided by an error to bring home a run in the person of Jace Grady. Eric Brown, by the way, if that error is not committed, then the inning is over and no runs across. But Bourne with an untimely error and all of the runs, all four of the runs that crossed the plate in the bottom half of the third inning are thus unearned. They chased the starter, Kenneth Turner, from Hartford after three and a third, six hit runs, only one of them earned five hits, one walk, and four Ks. So this was a case of his defense completely failing him. Bourne committed three errors on this game the one that cost them four runs in the third, and then Katsubit exploded for seven runs in the bottom half of the fourth inning, aided by another couple of errors. This was, sheesh, this was just a case of the defense completely failing him. Uh, the highlights here, Eric Brown with a double to bring home three runs all at once, and Carter tries with a single to bring home Matthew Donlan a little bit early on. So, yeah, this was just a case of the Braves simply didn't have it today. Ian Fogo from Lenora Ryan got the win. He pitched four innings, gave up one walk, four Ks, and his ERA is now down to 122 on the summer. This is his first win of the summer. So this was a well needed win for the Katuit Cataliers. Bourne has already clinched and Sona up their spot atop the Western Division. They will be in the playoffs and they will be first in the West, so that's already secured. But this was A, their first truly terrible loss of the summer, and B, they're six and four in their last ten games, and they're on a three game losing streak at exactly the worst possible time. That is three straight losses in their first uh, three-game stretch of losing in the entire summer, but they're at a record of 21-6-3. They're still almost certainly on pace to set the record for their best summer in the history of their organization, a winning percentage of 750. So they'll have an opportunity to get things squared away and get themselves back in good working order when they host YD tonight which, you know, that should be a fun time. So that's one more game. Let's jump over to a team who's chasing someone in the standings and actually had a good game. The Falmouth Commodores are now sitting kind of securely, yeah, kind of securely in second place in the West. 10-5 to over the Hyannis Harbor Hawks is their final score. Win ends up going to their first pitcher out of the bullpen, Charles Harrison from UCLA. One win, no losses for him now in the season. Uh, 3-2-1 is his ERA. And in this particular game, he went two innings, gave up two hits, didn't walk anybody, didn't give up any runs, and he struck out two batters. This was a case of the game was actually... Well, actually, they couldn't award the win to the starter, Antoine Jean, despite him pitching pretty effectively. 
Three hits, two runs, both earned. Four walks, three Ks. He was okay, but he got his way through, and the offense had itself a good, good, good time. Three runs crossing in the second, and two each in the third and fourth. This was a day in which the offense decided to really show up against the Harbor Hawks. Uh, the loss ends up going to David Furtado from Wake Forest, who's now 0-3 on the summer with a 9-1-4 ERA and three starts. Uh, in this particular game, he gave up seven runs, six of them earned, nine hits, one walk, and two Ks. Uh, your momentum is your next day's starting pitcher, and Hyannis, who's been on a decent stretch lately, just didn't have it today, which is unbelievably um, unfortunate. The Falmouth offense paced by another excellent game by Chris Armstrong, their first baseman out of Florida, upping his average to 318, three hits, one run batted in, and a run scored. He's been outstanding for this whole summer out here on Cape Cod. Their DH as well had a pretty good game, all things considered. Two runs, scored two hits for Taylor Smith from Texas A&M, who's also a catcher for them. And he was, yeah, he hit a home run in this game as well, drove in a run, scored two runs. He had a very good game, and the Commodore offense came to play. They win 10-5. They're now at 13-14-2. They're in second place in the West, and they're in pretty decent position to try and take a run at the uh, second playoff spot. And who knows, if they catch fire down the stretch here and Bourne tapers off after this great season, they absolutely, the Commodores, could absolutely score an upset and go on to the championship round. But, you know, you have to get there first. Hyannis drops their record to 7-23 and overall, which is, that's just kind of tough. So, that is that game, and we have one other game to take a look at, Chatham and Wareham at Spillane Field, and Wareham is kind of coming undone at this point. 10-5, Chatham gets the win, and the Chatham offense decided to show up. The They had two pitchers go four innings. Trevor Martin, who ended up getting the win first out of the bullpen, actually gave up more runs, three of them on three walks and five Ks. Really, their starter, Adam Tullock from West Virginia, pitched more effectively, four innings, Two runs, five hits, one walk, and seven Ks. He pitched more effectively than Martin from Oakey State, who came on and gave up again. Three runs, six hits, three walks, and five Ks. But by rule, you can't give the starter who only goes four innings a win. And there was no save for Cade Bragg from Weatherford College uh, when he came on in. So that's, well, that's just how that situation works itself out. Uh, so... They end up giving the victory to, um, yeah, they give the victory to Martin. The offense really does its job. A pair of home runs hit, one by Danny Ceretti and one by Caden Trankel. Trankel had three runs batted in in this game, three hits, two runs scored himself. A great game for the center fielder from Oklahoma State. A lot of Cowboys getting in on, uh, on this game. That's his first home run of the summer. He drove in three runs for by far his best game out here on Cape Cod. So, good performance by him. Wareham's loss ends up going to Christian Rubeck from Oklahoma, his second loss of the summer. He only went two innings, gave up three runs, 
three hits, walked three, and struck out two. Yeah, not everything comes in threes. And they rolled three more pitches after that. And actually, the guy who had the toughest time of it was Kevin Ease from the University of Pennsylvania, from the Quakers. And um, an inning and two-thirds, four runs, three of them earned four hits, three walks, and one strikeout. He really had the toughest time of it for the gate men. But, you know, uh, this was just generally a tough game for Wareham and an unfortunate sequencing for them. And they actually got the lead in the first inning. They had a chance to actually really do something here, but they couldn't end up getting the game going in their benefit. They fell apart with three runs crossing in the second, four crossing in the fourth. And Chatham, now they're still in last place in the East at 12-17-3. and three. They've won their last two Wareham is 5-4-1 in their last 10 games. It's a better percentage than what Katuit is at, which is 2-7-1. And, and Katuit has really gone from pretty strongly in second place to uh, starting to be pretty securely in third place. Falmouth has an opportunity to climb back into it and get a real playoff shot here. And, uh, yeah... That's how that works itself out in the West. Bourne, despite the weak recent stretch, they're still miles ahead of everybody else. So the games being played today, Katuit is hosting Hyannis. And if Katuit wants to get back into the playoff chase, they have to win today. Falmouth has a very hard task. They are hosting Harwich. They're going to put Alex Price on the hill from Middlebury College, as in the Division Three school in Middlebury, Vermont. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for them, which to this point, um, mixed bag, but we'll see how this goes. Everybody really is starting to run out of pitching, so they're putting relievers into starter roles. And, well, not Harwich, though. They're putting a proper starter, Trey Dombrowski from Monmouth, on the mound, and he's been just magnificent. 24 and two-thirds innings for him so far. 38 strikeouts, one walk. I'm going to repeat that again. 38 strikeouts in 24 and two-thirds innings with one walk and an ERA of 109. Yeah, he's been magnificent. So that is uh, good luck. That is the task that Falmouth has to hit that guy and hope that their pitching staff doesn't give up anything today. That is really going to be the toughest task for anybody here. Well, YD is going to be at Bourne, so that's going to be an interesting challenge as well. I don't know who the probables are in that game either. Uh, Brewster is at Wareham. I only have the probable for the Whitecaps. It's Teddy McGraw, the Wake Forest pitcher who's going to be taking the bump, looking for his second win of the summer. And he's had kind of an up-and-down year, but he's looking for an up. So are the Whitecaps more generally. Um, Wareham trying to keep pace in the standings, and Brewster trying to keep their spot in the top seed as well. And Chatham is visiting Orleans. I don't have a probable pitcher for the Firebirds. I do for Chatham. It's Garrett Crowley from Fordham. And he is 2-2 two and two on the summer with a 4.65 ERA. This is actually going to be his first start. He has thrown starter innings once before. He threw five innings and a loss to Katuit. So we'll see what he can do against a team that has some real offensive firepower. 
you're looking for any of these being a game of the day, it's probably the Harwich versus Falmouth game, partly so you can go see Trey Dombrowski, who has been magnificent out here on Cape Cod this summer, and against a Falmouth team that needs to win. Really, both of these teams to try and get better playoff positioning. Harwich to try and overtake the Whitecaps for top seed in the East, and Falmouth to be in the playoffs at all. That's really the game of the day, in my estimation. But all these games are going to feature good baseball and competitive action, so I'd say you're not going wrong with any of these. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of the Cape League Roundup Podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We hope you get out today and enjoy some sun and enjoy some baseball. Thank you.